Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Yeah, dude. I haven't heard this in a long time. Master Ace. Oh, I can see the 89 Chevy Blue Blazer rolling through the Amador High parking lot. Born to roll, baby. Savage Rolling. This is such a different song for Master Ace, too. If you told me that this was the same Master Ace that was going to make, like, the more underground, contemporary, boom, bap, hip-hop that he makes, like, this album, the I can't even remember the name of the album now, was so different, such a, a, a divergent, di- divergence? Yeah. Such a such a lane change for him compared to the type of hip hop he was making before and what he made after. I think the, is it Slaughterhouse? Is that the name of the album? Or I, I, I can't sure. I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, he never made. This was like totally cruising music, and the album kind of followed suit, if I remember correctly. Like and uh, and after that, he became such a you know more of a contemporary standard classic underground hip hop artist. This was really his only hit. I don't think Master Ace had another like smash. This was a smash. Like, what's up, everybody? Yo, what's it's up? your boy Savage. Yes, aka Sav. That's right. AKA Savvy Davis Jr. Yes. Uh, welcome to the show, the 209 Till Infinity podcast. We are glad you are here and we are ready to engage in about an hour's worth of conversation. Absolutely. Let's let's get it. Let's go there. Let's do this. Let's baby. get it, dude. Yeah. That's money, dude. Yeah. Interesting. I pulled up Master Ace's uh spotify page and this album and song not on there 
like I, I, so maybe he doesn't have the rights to the music. Maybe the sample wasn't cleared, but Born to Roll is not in his top tracks. Uh, unless he spelled his name differently at the time or it's separate. Sometimes there'll be weird things like that on uh, Spotify where it's not it's not on uh, right. the, the albums put separately. Oh, yeah, there it is, Born to Roll. Oh, because it's Master Ace Incorporated. So this wasn't just a straight-up Master Ace song. It was Master Ace Incorporated. And the album was called Slaughterhouse. That was the name of the album. Slaughter. Slaughter House. And then he did one more called Sitting on Chrome. And that was his real diversion, man. That was 93. This was 93 that the Born to Roll song came out. Yeah, man. That's that shit right there. Crazy, dude. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah, man. I remember when this shit dropped. This was like a bomb went off. Every every car, when the windows were down and rolling, this is what you heard, dude. It was... It was a phenomenon. Like it's not. It's oh, this one too. And when I get my Jeep, I put breed on the chrome. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude. This song too. I went out and bought this album because of this song because that's what we did back in the day, and was not thoroughly impressed with the rest of the album. That's song's great. As happened so often. Hey. As we did back in the yeah, day. But this song, holy, this was another one. Yeah, everywhere you went, if somebody had their cars rolled down, they were bumping Ain't No Future in Your Front and by Bree. You know, you know, you know what else you heard a lot of? What? This right here. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. This album blew my mind. Got better the older I got. Yes. And you want to know what's crazy about Bone Thugs? And I'm going to say something that I, I don't think I've ever said on this podcast. I can't understand probably 50% of what they're saying. So when I come down hard on like mumble rap and, and, and trap rap and the guys that are just saying nonsense shit, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I wouldn't call Bone Thugs mumble rap, but that... I mean, there are memes where people make jokes about they don't know what the fuck bone. You know, I've got to miss everybody, and I'm gonna miss everybody. Uh, oops, God, I it. That I've got to miss everybody. Can the stone to bone to stay? You know, like I, I have no clue what they're saying. I would say, I'll, I'll pick out a word here and there. But as far as if you ever told me like, hey, what's your favorite bone verse? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, give me a hip hop quotable from bone. Like, and I'm not and I'm not this ain't that's not a knock to them. I fucking thuggish ruggish bone. When that shit came out, I went and bought that EP. That shit was crazy. And then the next one after that, the E1999 e Eternal. Mm -hmm, I bought mm -hmm. that album, too. They're considered classics by a lot of people. But damn, dude, I go back and I listen now and I'm like, I got to be honest, as hard as I went on mumble rap, I don't know most of what those fucking dudes are saying. Like, I, I just got to, it doesn't mean I like them any less, but if, if we're going to call it and we're going to be real, I just don't know. remember when Bone Thug said, yes. you know what I mean? E egg salad. Mike's a hippopotamus. This is of Uncle Charlie. Yeah. And he pooped, but God's got it. <laughs> exactly. I was those rolling through my cake, looked at one egg. 
Those are the memes. And I'm going to, and oops, God darn it. I just pissed egg salad. You know, yeah, whatever it is. No one really knows what those lyrics are. Like. There's a there's a line between. I know Uncle Charlie's in there. Yeah. And I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Like, there's a, there's a line between, like, E40 and if and if you only know E40 now yeah you don't know old school if if you don't know old school old school E40 was a spitter yes and had a different uh voice inflections and and if you didn't listen Cadence, to him it would became style. it was yeah. hard to to understand yeah but if you listened to him and to a certain point you understood kind of what he was saying yes um sometimes you didn't understand because E40 was one guy who kind of just made up his own language oh 100% yeah. um but then as you listened more, you kind of knew what he was talking about, and then that became language. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but um, most spitters, right? Tech Nine spitter, but for the most part, if you listen to him enough, you can understand him. Yes. Um, Bone Thugs, super difficult. Yeah, I, could, I. Twister can be very difficult at times. I feel like he's pretty impressive, though, for as fast as he goes, his diction. I feel he's really clear. Another one is already the rugged man, and, I, and Tech Nine's one too. They can go really fast, but I can still pick out the words. I don't think it's as much that Bone is chopping, and they were. They were. They were. Even though people were chopping before them or, or around the same time as them, mm -hmm. they put the chopper flow on them. It was this something about the tone of their voice and that they were kind of singing, but they were doing something else. Almost like they had accents or they're like from another country and they're chopping and they're singing. Like I've been listening to Bone Thugs for years mm -hmm. and I'll never know why he's pooping egg salad. Like, I couldn't tell you, I don't know. Well, I do know you're gonna miss everybody. Yes, I'm gonna miss everybody, especially Uncle Charlie, but then I'm gonna poop egg salad. Yeah, you know, and I, and I, yeah, dude, it's a, uh, so I'm gonna apologize to the mumble rap generation because I would say all the time, this is horse shit, total bullshit, and I still think it is, but I would say Bone are my mumble rappers. I loved Bone, still love Bone, but do not know most of the time what the fuck they're talking about. Like, yeah, I got an idea, but I don't know for 100% for sure, <laughs> ever. But that doesn't make them any less fun to listen to or any less talented. I just, that was my thing. And I don't think we've ever talked about Bone. They're regarded as like one of the like great groups. If you did a top 50 hip hop groups of all time, I'm sure Bone would make a lot of people's lists because of what they were doing with the harmonies and the singing. Like they, before it was hip for rappers to sing, Bone was doing that shit. Mm -hmm. Like now every rapper sings, like the new rappers. They mm -hmm. all sing. But back in the day, it was not the shit for a rapper to sing. So the fact that he was doing, they were doing that was groundbreaking at the time. But man, when they spit, like, and even when they sang, I couldn't fucking understand half of it, dude. Not more, but, but nothing but love. They made a lot of money off that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike's hippopotamus. Yeah, and he's gonna have poop eggs. Hey, la last week you uh, brought some uh, apple fritters. I did. Yes. You, you know what other baked good I like? No. What other baked good are you into? Jelly rolls. Ah, nice segue, my friend. Beautiful. Beautiful segue. Yeah, I too like a good jelly roll. Your boy, Savage O'Malley, and his uh, better half, if you will, yeah. went to a concert. You did, in Bakersfield. Oh, 
beautiful this time of year. I can only imagine. You, you know, know when I went to the desert to see Jelly Roll. I, uh, I, uh, the oil field somewhere. I, uh, <laughs> I tell, uh, did you, did you know what the Bakersfield High School mascot is? An oil spigot? I have no drillers. idea. Drillers. It's the drillers. Yeah. I know they're big on their oil fields out there. Um, My homeboy, Adam Forte, when he moved out there to go to school and play basketball, when he got done with school, he worked in the oil refineries and out in the fields for a while. But I remember at one point hearing that the heat got to him and he like passed out. And it wasn't fair. He wasn't in those oil fields much longer after that. He went into the, like selling cars out there. But uh, not a long time. He listens. Love Adam. Long time. My next door neighbor and a friend from way back. But he still lives out there. Married. Lots of kids. Happy. Successful. My, uh, so not a knock to Bakersfield, but you know. My uh, my dad used to do this thing where like when you would mention like an obscure place or maybe a place that is right generally not uh fondly thought of sure like i'd be like he's like you gotta you gotta travel you gotta go somewhere for work today yeah i'd be like oh i got a kid in turlock and then i gotta go to merced and he's like oh merced beautiful this time of year <laughs> you'd always do that it'd yeah. be like you know but only like the shit places yeah oh chowchilla gorgeous my dad's favorite thing whenever I would tell him I was going somewhere was it's the armpit of whatever county it was in. My dad thought that thinks, probably still thinks, he's, he's still here, probably still thinks that's hilarious. Like, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm going, man, I got to go to a, you know, a, a, a doctor appointment. They're sending me all the way to Stockton. Oh, Stockton, the armpit of San Joaquin County. Yeah, he just, he loved that shit. He thinks that shit's hilarious, man. Well, he, I, he, I know growing up that... Um where you now live is I own the armpit, the armpit of, of Amador County. County. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I There's, heard that growing up a lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember when they... Uh, if I owns the armpit of Amador County, then uh, Plymouth is the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think Plymouth is worse than I own. And what about uh, River Pines, dude? Fuck. Is that Amador County? I think River Pines. Is River Pines Amador County? Maybe not. Maybe not. You might be... That might be know. something else. Anyway, I went to yeah. Bakersfield. Yes, for a Jelly Roll concert, and uh, there's a I got a lot to talk about. I love it, man. Well, let me ask you this before you go get ahead. Deep you start. Into it. It's a two part question. Simple answer before you get into the story of the concert. One, did he rap? And two, if he rapped, did he bring out struggle and do uh, anything from from Waylon and Willie too? Well, let me just uh, let me just start. Uh, let me. I'm gonna break it down for you. Here's what I've got. Okay. 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 Uh, let me let me switch back to something real quick. All right. Switching back. Yeah. Don't get your. Don't get your. Uh, in in a bunch. Don't get my panties in a bunch. Yeah. Don't get your your stuff in a bunch. All right. So, I've got a lot. I've got I've got performance. Uh-huh. I've got um River Pines is in Amador County. Good to know. Yeah, just letting you know. The other armpit. Yes. Um I've got uh atmosphere, not the rapper or the group. The atmosphere of the venue. The venue, the got city. You. Got um, you. I've got um other acts right to talk about. Um so just uh let, let me start with here. Uh, so here, it was the, um, well, let me, let me give you the accurate information. Okay. Cause I'm not, uh, 
I don't want to, like you, with Bone Body Rot, you wanted to make sure you had a, it was the Backyard Baptism Tour. Okay. The Backyard Baptism Tour in Baker 44 Street, dates, California. I believe. Yep. Um, and if you follow Jelly Roll on um, social media, mm-hmm. he has sold out every show. Yeah, I believe he that. is um, from, and they're all—they're not small. We're talking arenas. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And uh, different tour stops had different people on the tour. Right. Um, so Three Six Mafia was not on all the dates, but they're on some of them. Uh, Struggle Jennings is on the entire tour with him. Yes. Um, there was a couple t- dates with Yellow Wolf. There was a couple dates with some other guys. That, but not all. It just kind of depending on the situation or the area of, of where the shows were, and probably other people's uh, other people's schedules and stuff like right, that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, and then they had a a comic opening up for them. I forget the dude's name. He's very funny, but okay, we, we were walking around and he was going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Struggle Jennings came out. So a comic, and then Struggle Jennings. Right. Okay. Uh, let me just tell you this. I was, I was pretty impressed with Struggle. I really was. Yeah. He. Um, we've talked about this. He's been on my uh, my list before for uh, songs or albums of the year. Right. Uh, I've I've really liked his stuff uh, previously. Um, what he is starting to do now, which is, I don't know if this is, I feel like he's like, what's it called? We're riding coattails, dick riding, whatever. Oh, he's a hundred percent. Very lucky to be Jelly Roll's friend. Well, that doesn't take away from his talent. Don't get me wrong. Here's a phenomenal rapper and he's made some great music. Here's the thing. He's sliding more into the country. Of course. But I I don't want to say that he's kind of writing jelly rolls coattails because i mean his grandfather is one of the greatest country artists of all time so it's his great grand great grandfather yeah, whatever yeah. waylon jennings yes. his family his blood is um one of the greatest country artists of all time um so he's kind of sliding into that and i don't know if it was a situation where people were like you know you you did certain things, and we talked about this with Yellow Wolf when he first came out. He was, you know, an Eminem type character. He had had you know he was the hoodie, the white tee. He was the gangster rapper from Georgia or from Alabama. And then once he kind of established his roots, the South started to come out a little bit more. Yeah, you know. So maybe it was a situation like that. You know, Struggle felt like he needed to get on his feet, and then Jelly Roll kind of paved the way a little bit for him to kind of because Jelly Roll. The beauty of Jelly Roll, and we've talked about this, is he's a rapper, he's a rocker, he's a country singer, he's like all of it. He just kind of, and everything kind of fits in all of the categories for the most part. Sure. Maybe he's pulled away a little bit from the rap stuff um, as as, yeah. as far as like, you <laughs> not, know, the, the gangster bit. rap. But I mean, you know, the stuff that There's he does. There's no, he doesn't rap at all on the new album. I th- is there one verse? Maybe one verse. I, so, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. So... I'll just say this. Um, Struggle was very good. He did a lot of his songs that I like. Um, yeah. He was, uh, he's, 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 you know, he's an entertainer. Yeah. He's a cowboy out there with his cowboy hat and his glasses, and he's got his Struggle merch on and a big old, sure. you know, Struggle blazer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fun. He had a good time. So Struggle comes off. 
and then Three Six Mafia comes on, mm. and I can tell you this: um, I understand the importance of Three Six Mafia to the South and Southern rap. Yeah, like extremely influential and sure. just really help create a lot of sound in the South. And if anything, you look at kind of what they did as artists. They kind of really created this mumble rap era with the kind of sound that they have. Mm. Um, I haven't listened enough. Uh, it just yeah. if you, it's, I know it's, it's, it's certainly it's certainly there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll tell you this: uh, I could give a rat's ass about Three Six Mafia. That has not changed. Same. Um, I will tell this: um, DJ Paul, who's part of Three Six Mafia. Yeah, yeah. Um, Juicy J is part of Three Six Mafia. Yes. Independently, they've got some things. Was Gangsta Boo there as well? I think he's dead. She, she's dead. Is she? I'm oh, pretty sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's only two of them. She was in the group. Yeah. Uh, so, um, they had a couple hits that were, you know, did they do it's hard out there for a pimp? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, they didn't. Oh, damn. They came back out with Jelly Roll and did it, and Jelly Roll. Oh wow! So. So did Jelly sing It's Hard Out There for a Pimp? Did yes. he sing that part? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, so um, they had a couple songs that obviously we know and that you, you know, you you bring up 3-6 Mafia. Um, <clears throat> but I could care less and I was basically just waiting for Jelly. Right. Um, there was some people then for sure that were excited about 3-6 uh, Mafia. Uh, <laughs> Kim was like, so... This this is what you like, and I was like, no, yeah, no this yeah. is not it. Yeah. Sorry. Did uh, did the crowd the crowd in general seem like kind of have the same vibe as you towards Three Six Mafia? Like, yeah, whatever. Because um, I would imagine most. Well, so here's here's the thing. Let me talk about the crowd real quick. Yeah. Jelly Roll talks about I make real music for real people. With real problems. Right. He's, you know, he says that on his show. He says that on the Hulu thing. He says it all over the place. Absolutely. And what Jelly Roll has product, let me just tell you, I don't know how many concerts we've been to over the years. I have never seen an element like I saw at that concert. Element meaning like diversity, like no. crazy crowd? No. No. Uh, okay. Like just. Like, I felt like it was 15,000 misfits and mm -hmm. alcoholics and drug users and just people who were awkward and needed to find their people. Yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. And, and look, and, and like, there was some weird people for sure. But you're going to find that anywhere. But it was certainly, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was just 15,000 of them all in one place. Yeah. And it was just strange. Yeah. There was, you know, there was people that were like almost dressed gothy. And like, yeah. it was just weird. Like it was hard. Like it wasn't bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's part country, but also like, where are we? We're in Bakersfield and it's, you know, it was just, we didn't see one, I didn't see one black guy. No, that doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, Outside of Three Six Mafia, right? Yeah, there weren't many. I mean, when you think about uh, 
when we saw Jelly Roll and Yellow Wolf and when we go to Atmosphere, even when we go to Tech Nine, right. very few black and, and I understand there's not yeah. a lot of, a huge amount of African Americans in the region. But and, I mean, there, I mean, there's and listen, Jelly made the shift to country and, you know, country has not, for the most part, embraced black people. Right. But, you know, like there's not a lot of black country artists there's very few you can count them on one hand probably people making music and doing big things in the industry Does right darius now. rucker count yeah he counts i mean he made the switch once uh, once hootie and the bullfish stopped making records he saw the dollar signs in country he made the switch i think that's what he does now i'd count him and there's there's definitely some but there's not a ton and and, and so and why would you go if you're a huge if you're a black person who's a massive three six mafia fan you're not going to go pay whatever price you're paying for those tickets to see them be the opening act for somebody else. Right. You're going to go walk, catch them at a club somewhere in a smaller venue and pay less money and see them up close and personal. Cause if they're not playing with jelly roll, they're not fucking playing arenas. I right. guarantee it. So, um, so they came out, they did their thing. I could care less. And yeah. they had this guy that came on in between. I think it was the comedian guy that kind of did the, while they were changing, you know, sets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling up new band stuff. Yeah, and I forget it. his name, dude, but yeah, the comedian. He was all right. He's just warming up the crowd, keeping them keeping them warm, keep, yeah, like distracting people. While, yeah, yeah, you know, so they're not just sitting there. Yeah. Um. So, outside of Jelly Roll, which I'm going to get to, was there any other questions that you had about that kind of that that? No, I was curious about the crowd and how they felt about. I never. Six Mafia <clears> I've never been of, to Bakersfield. Yeah. I've been to Bakersfield, I've driven but I've never it. gone to the Mechanics Bank Arena. Yeah, it's know. literally like two miles off the road. It's, it's they don't have a huge like parking lot, so there was like little park. Like, oh, here's another thing, dude. Can we stop with the fucking gouging of parking, dude? It's insane, isn't it, dude? Yeah. Do you know how much we? Oh my god, I didn't pay it. Thank God, because I paid for the tickets. Do you know how much we had to pay for Mandalorian Day? To park? Yeah. Uh, 60. 70 bucks. Ooh, God damn, dude. Good Lord. What's it normally if it's not made? And we parked a little closer because I wanted to, right? And it co like normally yeah, yeah. it costs about 40 bucks and we yeah. walk about a mile and a half. I say it was 40 for the A's. Yeah. But that was right in the parking lot at the stadium. But yeah. It's, can we stop, dude? With yeah. The just gouging of people, dude. That's nuts. Gouging. Gouging, bro. How much was it at Bakersfield at the Jelly Show? How much? 30. 30 to park. And right. she's like, and, and Kim was like, let's just go find somewhere and park on the street. And I was like, dude, we don't know where we're at. Yeah. I'm just parking. I'll pay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care, dude. Yeah. And then I bought the ticket or she bought the ticket. So I didn't have any problem. Like it was, a, no. she was something she wanted to do for me. So it's much better if, if you're not familiar with the area. And we were literally right across the street. Yeah. I don't care, dude. Yeah. It's not, bucks. it's Here not go. good to park outside somewhere and, and run that risk of, yeah. I think I told the story on this podcast when uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, when well, my boss decided not to park in the parking garage to save money at Chris Rock, and he just parked on the street and came back out to all his windows busted open and uh, all his uh, expensive equipment, work equipment, stolen from the car. And I'm like, you did it, dude. It was Oakland. So I don't know. Bakersfield and Oakland may not be two comparables, but I definitely think it's worth thirty bucks over an insurance claim. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Like I'll tell you this. So the answer to your question, yeah, is. The crowd for struggle and the crowd for three six was about the same. Yeah, people. I just felt like everyone was waiting for Jelly Roll. Yeah, um, I appreciated struggle, but I would say I was probably in the minimum. Sure. Of the people. Um, so <clears throat> let me just say this: so Jelly Roll comes out, 
place goes nuts, dude. Oh, I bet. Nuts. The atmosphere when Jelly Roll was performing was top notch. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was well put together. Right. Um, it was very visually stunning. Yeah. The screens and the things they had going on, and they used the, you know, the the other things that in that arenas have to their. Uh, benefit you know like little scoreboards and stuff like that that yeah. kind of stuff yeah I've, I've been tracking his uh i guess you'd almost call it a tour diary all his videos mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. every every different venue he goes to and it's clear he's putting on a show lights smoke uh the band looks like they're killing it everybody's dressed to the nines they're putting on a show yeah like, it's not just going out there and running through the hits they came to put on a show it's clear i can see it in um, the videos I expected to be happy and entertained. Yeah. Um, it was more than that. He okay. exceeded my expectations. Nice. Um, he was... And, and the thing that's different about, I think, Jelly Roll for most of the people we see is we see a, we watch a lot of rappers. Right. So they're just rapping. Right. Right. Jelly is singing and like, you know, we know this. He's not a little dude. So, you know, that's probably a lot of work for him and a lot of, you know, and he just did a great job. I never once felt like, ooh, that dude needs a break. Right. Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, he realistically, what we know about Jelly, he was probably tuned up a little bit. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, So let me let me say this. Um, His playlist he did everything that I wanted. Okay. Nice. Which I felt like wasn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Everything that I wanted from his catalog, he did. Nice. Nice. He did Same Old Asshole. Okay. Yep. He did um, Creature from mm-hmm. the Tech 9 album. Nice. Yeah. Um, which he rapped, um, obviously. He did um, Mo- The Son of a Sinner. He did a bunch yeah. of songs from the new new album. Everything that I wanted when I think about these are my Jelly Roll favorites, he did. Yeah, so you knew he was going to do Long Haired Son of a Sinner. You knew he was going to do Save Me. And you mm-hmm. definitely knew he was going to do uh, uh, the the prayer song. What's it? I'm sorry. I'm not thinking of the name now. The I only pray when, oh, when uh, I got a prayer. You know, that Need one. a favor. Need a favor, yep. Yeah, I knew those three were for sure. So has to do those. Um, he also did my favorite song on Wits at Chapel, which is The Lost. Yeah. Um, in fact, he opened up with that, which was awesome. Um, and just the playlist in general. And, and, and what I loved, right, is everyone knows Save Me. Yeah. People who don't know who fucking Jelly Roll is know the song Save sure, Me. Sure, absolutely. It's that kind of song. Um that is like a slow, um, emotional kind of song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did that shit last. Okay. He didn't yeah. slow down the, you know what I mean? Like, that's when you should do it. Yeah. Right? Just, Closer. Yeah, absolutely. That's the song that put him on the map and started this whole thing happening. Right. That was the one that blew right. him up. Yeah. Right. So he was like, and I, and I was kind of explaining to Kim kind of how he started when I, I said, you know, 2018, we saw him and that dude struggle opening up for Yellow Wolf. We were in a, we were in a f- building with 3,000 people. Yeah, he was yeah. opening. 
Right. And literally he was came on the mic and he was rapping and singing and me and Bill looked at each other like, Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And we like were standing on the floor looking up jelly roll on our fucking phones. Yeah. To probably getting a little bit more attention and heat because he was rolling with Yellow Wolf. Yep. To the point where then he hooked up with Tech Nine, got a little more strange music pub, which is which at that point was probably a little bit more eyes on him there. Sure. Right? And even then, like he was still pretty small time yeah. until he made that YouTube video. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. was the acoustic save me. Yep. And then everything took off. Yeah. That's which is he, crazy. That song spoke to so many people and it's just so stripped down and so raw and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful video. Just so simple. Just him and the piano singing. It's a gorgeous, beautiful song that speaks to so many people and has touched so many people and is so relatable to so many people i get why it blew up and put him on the map and he he talked about on joe rogan how that song hit and the record labels it, he's like it was at a hundred thousand then it was at a million then it was at two million views then it was at three million then the record labels started calling like offering me whatever i want basically right and they were like we can put you with adele yeah or, yeah, yeah. he's like no i don't want that yeah yeah and so that yeah that song was like the rocket that was what put the rocket on his back and launched him into the stratosphere uh, but I want to. So, did so, he do fall in the fall? With so the, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Real quick, how many views do you think Save Me has? Six million. That's your guess. Yeah. One hundred and ninety point seven million views. Shit! Holy lord, I was a little off. Just a digit. Hundred and ninety million. That's crazy because he's only got seven million Spotify followers. So you would think like that hundred million would transfer a little bit more. That's insane. But that's seven million people who've probably watched it over and over and over again too. So, but then that's people who listen to Joe Rogan or do and they look it up and they look up the yeah, video. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Not hundred ninety million. That's insane. That's impressive. nuts. Not everybody uses uh, Spotify either. The so. answer to your question is yes. Nice. That's my. They track. came out and they did fall in the fall. That's my favorite. Yeah, roll any song. Period. Like mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That would have so that, made my night. So that was awesome, um, for sure. Um, so playlist, energy, atmosphere was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, we we kind of learned when we went to um, Joe Coy, we right. got we had gotten some floor seats down there in the middle. Uh huh. Like that's great, but like those really aren't the best seats. Right. It's kind of better to kind of be up, like in a in a seat, right? Where you're elevated a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got those seats. So we had really good seats. Nice. So we had a nice angle. We weren't that far away. Maybe, I don't know, hundred yards max. Okay. Not that far at all. Nice. And uh, so I, I and, and I'll tell you this, and 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 we can kind of close Jelly Roll out with this, unless you have any other questions. No. But uh, I've said this before. I love this guy. Like I legitimately love this dude. Like, yeah. And, and the reason that I love him is because we know a lot of artists and they don't give a shit. Right. They really don't. Right. Like, I don't think yellow Wolf gives a fuck about me. Right. You know, I don't I, look, I don't think fucking slug cares about any of us. I don't think tech nine gives a shit about us. Got it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, but, yeah. but like most artists, you know what I mean? They, they, they like, the meet and greets is because they have to. Sure. You know what I Definitely mean? It's part, it's part of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately feel like this dude gives a shit about people and he gets it. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing. He had this thing where he stopped 
before he did save me and he kind of talked to the crowd and, and several times throughout the throughout the show he was like this isn't a show this is 15,000 people coming together for you know a healing session you know, just did the jelly roll thing and you know some people are like ah, I would love it yeah, yeah whatever yeah but he said something to me that was so amazing he said look and, and also here's the other thing he realizes how lucky to be where he is. Yeah. Like he's just like, I, it, it still blows him away that he's there and that there's, he's selling out crowds and he's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, he said like, it was like, I can't believe you picked this fat ass fucking former drug dealer to be who I've become. And I cannot do it without you guys like oh my god like and he le i legitimately feel like he means that oh, shit. of course yeah yeah but he said he's like i want to i want to thank you guys he's like i want to thank you for spending your hard-earned money to buy tickets to come watch me and for paying some bullshit ass arena fee that they throw on there that doesn't mean anything and it's not important Right. I want to thank you for paying for overpriced fucking beer. Right. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to find a babysitter so that you could come here and spend your Friday night with me in Bakersfield. Like, just like all these things that he was listing off, which are like real life things. Like, he gets the real life part of it. Yeah, 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we drove, <laughs> I literally got up, took a train from Turlock. To Hanford. Yeah. Then me and Kim drove from Hanford or from Lamore to Bakersfield. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that that's a journey, dude. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 just the fact that he is cognizant. Oh, he said, Thank you for overpaying for fucking parking. Yeah. Yeah. He said all these things, dude, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And it just the fact that he is cognizant enough to know that people are doing this like to me that meant a lot yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah because all that shit's true man Go you're paying a babysitter you've got a fucking whatever we pay 30 dollars to park in a you know yeah outside of a fucking arena in bakersfield yeah absolutely right yeah 100 with no security yeah 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 you know yeah, yeah. hey we own this land so 30 bucks yeah absolutely no guarantees you park at your own risk. What a racket. Man. What am I paying $30 for then if I'm at my own risk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a racket, man. They just they have to just be banking up on that. It's got to be insane. The profit on the profit margin on parking's got to be ridiculous. The, the the cost for beer was more than the cost for beer at Golden One Center. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's how, and I, and I don't know, I don't want to say that's how they make their money, but I would imagine it's like, you know, everything you always hear about movie theaters is they get nothing off your movie ticket. It's all you got to buy the popcorn and the soda and the candy for them to get paid, which is why a large soda and a popcorn is $20. So I don't know, maybe that's how I, I don't get the feeling that arenas are struggling though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't, I, I think if they charged 20 for parking instead of 30 or 15, they'd probably still be all right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if they charge, what was a beer? 17 bucks for a tall Holy can. Holy shit. Dude. So let's say they charge nine 
You think they'd be hurting? No. Yeah, probably not. Like, you know listen, what I'm like, you get three tall cans for like 10 bucks at okay. the grocery store. Yeah, I didn't show you. So the cost on that no is literally that. probably a buck. Damn. So yeah. make and, and I can understand alcohol is where you make your money. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing, like I get it too. Like, if that's me, and I know people are gonna pay 17, yeah, I'm gonna charge 17 because I'm gonna make my motherfucking money. Right. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah. But man. Yeah. 70 bucks to park, dude. Come on. Jesus Christy, that's Fuck insane. Out of here. Yeah, that's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, man, they get you coming and going. Like, and he's absolutely right. Those convenience fees and the taxes and all that shit. Like, what's what's like I'm I'm buying it online. You're not printing up the ticket. You're not putting it in the mail with a stamp and sending it to me like you used to have to do back in the day. Mm -hmm. It's just coming right to my email and I'm putting it in my in my Apple wallet and you're gonna scan it when I get there. So what's all these extra fucking charges? Who's getting paid? You're paying you're paying that person that pushes the button to send it to me has to get that much more money? Like, mm. get the fuck. Yeah, it's 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 nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts. And it isn't fair. It, there's so much about concert tickets that isn't fair. The the fact that they allow everybody to buy up all the tickets and then turn around and sell them on StubHub for outrageous, ridiculous prices, too, is another thing that I just that's one of my biggest gripes and beefs. It's like, oh, you know, if you don't jump on the day a, a concert goes on sale and get tickets right then and there, you're fucked. Right. If they're popular. If they're not popular, you might be able to get shitty seats two or three weeks down the line. But when Atmosphere comes to, to Ace of Spades, you don't get tickets that day or within the next two to three days. You're going to StubHub or SeatGeeks or, or one of those for verified resales and you're paying double. At minimum. And I think that that should be illegal. I, I, and I don't know how you clamp down on that. Because you can't tell someone what to do with something when they buy it, right? Right. So it'd be like you'd have to tell that person, look, when you buy that ticket, you got to go to the show. But these people are, you know, they're coming on and buying hundreds of tickets and then turning around and selling them for double the price. And it's it sucks, man, because it's like there's a lot of shows I'd go to, but I can't afford it. Right. I would love. There's so many, so many. And it's like, fuck, I look at those resale tickets and I go, 300 for just a decent seat? Not a great seat. Mm -hmm. Not right at the front of the stage, but not way up in the nosebleeds. You're like talking about in the middle somewhere. You're looking at three plus all the fees and the parking and however much you're going to pay to get in. And it's it's insane, dude. It's not it's not fair. But I don't know, I don't know what the answer is and how to stop that. Like I I, I don't think there is an answer. I don't think we do stop it. It's, it's just part of the game now. But I feel like it's like literally uh, scalping. It's just online scalping, cyber scalping. Like, right. if I were to buy tickets and stand outside and sell them, is that still against the law? Like, I used to be scalping was against the law. I don't know if it still is or not. But yeah, it's it sucks, man. It sucks because I'd go to a lot more concerts if I could get good seats for a decent price. I'm not looking to get a seat for a dollar. I know the days of a $20, $30 concert ticket at Golden One are over. Right. But if I could pay, like we paid 100 for those Wu-Tang seats. I think it was 100 right? Oh, 120 Yeah, with all the fees and everything. Yeah. That I could do. If somebody came around that I was like, oh, yo, I got to see them. 120 is doable. When you start getting up into 300 you lose me. It's it's over at that point. Three, three bones? 
Get the fuck out of here, man. That's like nuts, dude. I can't. I can't justify that. You're going to have to come out and, and you know, and, and Jesus would have to walk out on that there, stage for 300 or more. Like, there, it's nuts. There's only one, one concert where I would justify paying that amount of money. Okay. Who's that? Paying $300 for a good seat. Mm-hmm. I would pay $300 for a good seat. If Outcast had a reunion tour, yeah, I could see that. I Other see than that. that, I don't think there's anybody where I would even contemplate anything over two hundred. If you could bring Michael Jackson or Prince back from the dead for one more tour, I'd probably shell out three hundred. You know what I've heard, and yeah. this is I've heard this on multiple accounts. Um, I saw this video with this guy who is a big deal in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember his name, but he's like, I've seen close to 500 concerts in my life. Yeah. He is like, he's works in music. He's known all the acts. He's been around for 40 years, that kind of thing. He's like, I took my granddaughter to watch Taylor Swift. Okay. I think I saw this video too. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, outside of Michael Jackson, she is the greatest performer in the history of music. Okay. And I have heard that on several accounts from people who are not Taylor Swift fans. I was gonna fans. say, I don't think I saw that video, but I've seen a lot of videos of people like, yo, I took my daughter to Taylor Swift or my granddaughter to Taylor Swift, and oh my God, she murdered it. Yeah, like. I couldn't even tell you a Taylor Swift song. And, and, and I know she's famous, like Drake. Drake is super famous, it's not my thing. Taylor Swift is, I know Taylor Swift is bigger than Drake. But like, for her to be able to be that popular, have that kind of catalog, sell out like she does, yeah. And for people who are not Taylor Swift fans to go, she is the greatest performer I've ever seen. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. this dude's like, dude, I've seen Michael. I've seen all the greats. Yeah. Outside of Michael, she's the greatest performer I've ever seen in my life, which is amazing. So That's something to say, man. And, you know, I got to backtrack a little bit because I always like to keep myself honest. I think with fees, we paid 300 for Bruno Mars. But this is a Christmas gift and also like a trip to Vegas. So I probably wouldn't pay 300 for Bruno at uh, the Golden One Center. Right. But this was like my wife's like Bruno's in Vegas right before Christmas. Uh, we've always, you and I have never done the strip together. We've been talking about Bruno for forever and never been able to pull the trigger because he's come around to Golden One Center with Anderson Pock. He came to uh, out there at the Hard Rock where Chris Rock did his stand up. He did mm-hmm. a show out there. We could never make it happen. And I think at the Hard Rock, it was like 300. I was like, no, no. But um, when this opportunity arose, I will say I did. We did pull the trigger at that price point, but this is like, I'd spend that much. I'd spend 300 bucks on Amber for Christmas. Now there's airfare and a lot of other things that come into play as well. Hotel, things of that nature. So it's going to end up being a lot more, but I have to backtrack a little bit and say, I did do it for Bruno Mars, but I consider Bruno to be this generation's Michael or Prince. I think he's right there, like singing, songwriting, dancing, performing. I put him I put him on when that level. The world stopped when his he announced his tour. 
the world stopped when Bruno announced yeah. his tour. Yeah, it was a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. the was that the uh, Silk Sonic tour or just the regular? Is, the regular before yeah. Silk Sonic. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal, man. And Silk Sonic was a big deal too because they only did a limited run of those shows. Him and Anderson did a did a small run with that one. So that, I wish I could have seen that one because I love Anderson Pock too. But uh, so I'm excited for that. But I will say, okay. I can officially say I've paid three hundred for a concert ticket. I oh, have. Okay. That's the only. That's my first and only one I've ever. But first I first and last. It probably for a long time anyway. I mean, unless you know, huge uh, fans of the show, uh, Big Bois and Andre Three Thousand. If you guys come back, we'll we'll see what happens. I love Rage Against the Machine, and they were broken up for forever. And then they announced their reunion tour right before COVID, and they had to cancel because of COVID. But seats were going for 300 at the Oakland Arena. And I was like, fuck, I really want to see Rage. I haven't seen Rage since 1997. And when I saw Rage in 97, he had a cast on his foot, like he'd broken his foot. So the energy wasn't quite 100% there because he wasn't able to really jump around and run around. So I was like, God, I'd really like to see him again and be able to see him in full energy. And then what's funny is he like rips a tendon in his ankle or foot or something and breaks his foot. And he does like two shows. But now, you know, we're all pushing 50. Right. Yeah. So he did like two shows after that and was like, no, we got to cancel the tour. I'm in pain. I'm done. So I didn't even make it anywhere near California. But decent seats for that were going for three something. And I'm like, God, I really would love to see Rage, but fuck, I can't. And then I think they reannounced and rescheduled dates for some time in 2024. But the prices haven't changed any. They've probably gotten worse. Uh, so, yeah, that I, I, I didn't pull the trigger on Rage in Oakland. And it's Oakland. It was golden one. I may have thought about it for a second, been like, ooh, but probably still not done it, dude. That's a lot of money, man. Right. But you know what? I, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. Although you, you, you probably nailed it. Outcast. That's the only one for me. I, I think that is. That's even a good one. Fathomable for me to pop out in it, like because I think Wu Tang was it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, to get all the members, all the original members, other than obviously Old Dirty Bastard who passed away. But you had ODB's son out there who looks like him, sounds like him, and brings that energy like him. So that was really a special moment. Like, I would have gone, to, I tried to go see Wu-Tang again. Nas is on my list of concerts I've got to see, but I don't. I wouldn't pay 300 but I would kill to see Nas. Well, I, Nas goes around a lot. Nas was that. I went to. Uh, he did two New York State of Mind tours, one with Busta Rhymes, and then he did it. He, oh, when we went to Wu Tang and yeah. uh, at Shoreline. Yeah. Like Nas was coming like with a couple Mary weeks Jay later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the New York State of Mind tour with Busta, and then they, he did another lap with Wu Tang. And I would have loved to have seen Nas and Wu Tang or Nas and Busta Rhymes. Busta's another one that's on my list of guys I've never seen. Dave Q and Swears, we saw Busta Rhymes together. And I, Dave, I love you to death. I don't know if you listen, but I think you're wrong, man. We went and saw like the Neptunes and the Roots and uh, and Talib Kweli. And Dave swears Busta Rhymes was there. And I'm like, ah, dude, I love hip hop. And I don't smoke as much weed as you, Dave. I don't hardly smoke at all. <laughs> and I'm 100% sure Busta Rhymes wasn't there. I'm, I know I would fucking remember that because Busta's on my short list of people I got to see before they hang it up. Busta Rhymes is is a guy that still tours. I've seen Method Man and Red Man separately, but never together. I would kill to see those guys do it live. But again, none of these dudes would I pay the three hundred dollars no. for. But they're all those are guys that are all on my list. And the fact that Nas is now, I think after this new album, the the uh, Nas just dropped 
Magic 3, like months after dropping Magic 2. Nas has given us six albums in three years. And this is probably, not probably, this is the best run of his career. And uh, he's 50 years old, and I definitely have to see him. Like, I want to see him live. I'm praying he comes around again. Because apparently, after Magic 3, him and Hitboy are done. He says, this is the last. Thank you. He dropped Magic 3 on his 50th birthday. And, I mean, Nas has been dropping albums the way most rappers drop singles. Like, I haven't fully taken in King's Disease 3 or Magic 2 yet. yet. I haven't fully, like... I'm still trying to sit with those albums and now I got two more to, you know, like it's like crazy, but I don't know. I've been going back and digging into Nasa's catalog a lot more. And I feel like, uh, for me still, I've gone back from King's disease one all the way to magic three. Mm-hmm. So all six, I've really been digging in a lot. And I think magic one and King's disease three, those are the two albums. I would like King's disease three on vinyl. <laughs> I got magic one on vinyl and King's disease three. I would love to get on vinyl. Those are the two strongest albums out of all six and that's not to say that magic 2 and magic 3 aren't good they are and that's not to say that king's disease 2 isn't good it it is but those two for me those are the ones man and i would kill to see nos live also lauren hills touring with uh with uh the fugees cross and wyclef and the fugees haven't been together forever i probably wouldn't pay 300 for that but I I drop a hundo, the 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 refugees album the Lauren, the the first no it's not the first it's the score, the second Fuji's album is one of my favorite albums of all time. That album bumps, front to back, start to finish, top to bottom, whatever you want to say. I fucking love that album, and they are coming to Oakland. I probably won't go, but I would I'm I would love. I'm not that much of a fan of Lauren Hill solo stuff. But fuck the Fugees, man. They're like one of my all-time favorites. Like I just love that album so, so much. Uh, another one I'd probably pay three hundred for. Here's one I'll give you. If um, if Dr. Dre was to do like a Chronic reunion tour, and like bring Snoop, bring the Dog Pound, and just do like shit from the Chronic and the Chronic 2001. Like if they were to come out and do nothing but a G thing, and then he brought out Cube, and they did like um, Natural Born Killers and. If they were to run down like that era of music, I'd pay three hundred for that. I would pay three hundred for that if it was the full, like Eminem comes out. Yeah, and they yeah. do forgot about Dre. Like when like, when, when yeah. they when they did the the two thousand one tour. Yeah, that was the. If last, they did that, yeah. I would fork out money. The Up and Smoke tour, yeah, that, I would definitely that that's three hundred. I might even pay a little more than three hundred for that. I'll be honest with you. Because you're not just getting Dre, you're getting like Snoop, Eminem, Ice Cube, like that would be nuts. And that was the tour that they did, and that came to the old Arco Arena. And I went, ah, oh, no, they'll be back. What a fucking idiot. You know what I would pay $150 for? What? I would pay $150. A second fritter. No. No, okay. I might. I'm getting hungry. But yeah. S- sold. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Oh, you got one. That's right. You they haven't all been eaten yet. Don't make I'll give Kim, it to you for 75. Don't bro. get Kim mad at me. You're gonna have to cut her in on it. Um I would pay $150 uh-huh. to watch Scarface oh. at Ace of Spades or something like that. Man, we tried. The, the farewell tour. I to be if he went up there and he did 
it was Scarface doing the hits and he was still capable of putting on a show. Yeah. I would pay extra money to see it because we tried twice. We did. We did. There were so many times he came to Ace and I was like, a Thursday, a Wednesday, and I didn't pull the trigger. Then we finally pulled the trigger and he Because twice, no, no, because we tried to go the first time and then I couldn't go and you were going to have somebody go with you and then ended up canceling. Right. And it was like before he ran for like Congress or something. Yeah, show, right, like right, 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 right. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in Texas. Yeah. And then he was coming back. Like this was year, a couple years tour. later. Yeah, this yeah. was his farewell, like is supposed to be his last tour. Yeah. Because like, he's getting older and he's had health issues. Uh, and then he canceled. Like he did some dates, but he canceled a lot of dates. I think he just wasn't ready for that kind of a run. Like he had something like, I don't know if they took out a kidney or replaced a kidney. He had some, he had a, he almost died. Mm -hmm. He got COVID and then had a kidney removed or something like that. I may not be saying it right, but something happened to him where he was very ill. Like he looked like he was knocking on death's door. Mm -hmm. Like he dropped a shit ton of weight. He had, he was in the emergency room posting videos with all the tubes and the IVs and shit coming out of his nose. And he looked like he was a dead man. And then he got out and, and got better and then announced this, like, I'm going to do a farewell tour. I'm going to stop rapping. And it was with a live band. That's what kills me is it was going to be Scarface with a live band. And Scarface is a pretty damn good guitar player. He plays guitar in his own right. So I was stoked for that. Yeah, we bought tickets and then they canceled. And, uh, because I think he had, I think the health, the, 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 the rigors of being on the road were too much. Because he canceled like... I think the dates that probably weren't selling that great, like, cause it wasn't just Sacramento. Like there was an Oregon show he canceled and then there was like an Arizona show and there was a show in Kentucky. Like it was real sporadic. Like he'd do a show and then cancel one and then do a couple and then cancel two and then do two or three and cancel one. Like he just was like, I think it just was too much for him. Like, I think he, it may have been too much too soon. I don't know, but I know he was really, really bad off for a while. And I don't know exactly what was wrong, but it was something to do with COVID that then he got COVID real bad. And then it spurred on whatever else was going on with his body. And we almost lost Scarface. So I hope he gives us one more album. At least I would love that. I heard rumors that he was going to do one more, but I haven't heard it in a while. So, uh, and then he was going to hang it up, but you know, rappers always say that. And I don't know who knows rappers never really retire. Unless they have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless just people ain't buying and they can't get nobody to put it out or listen to it. It's like they're forced into retirement. None of them really do it because they want to. They All, all the ones that don't have to come back. So anyway. Too Short was retiring on album 10. Yeah. Now he's up to album 20 or something. 7,013. <laughs> yeah. Jay-Z retired. Too Short chasing the cat. That's again. right. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z retired and came back. I mean, they, so many of them do it. Little Wayne was going to retire at 30. Now here he is, 40, still going. Like, why? Dude, let me just tell you if this. If you got bars and spit fire, why, why are you going to retire? Little Wayne is, is uh, he's very underrated by me. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not a huge Little Wayne fan, but every time he is on a, on a, on a feature or something, I'm like, God dang. You're talking about good. that new Nas album. Yeah. Right? His, that's the one fe only feature on the album, and he puts Nas to shame. And it's, Nas it's, is in rare form right now. Little Wayne, like he was on something else too. I don't remember a lot too long ago, and I was like, "Good God, he's a beast!" Gosh, and you know what? He you, you were talking about Three Six Mafia inspired like the mumble rap and the trap rap. Wayne, like all the little 
all the little rappers that now have the face tattoos and little in front of their name and the long hair and the dreads and are sipping on the syrup and popping pills. Wayne inspired that generation a lot. Like they look up to him like that's their leader. That's the guy that they've cloned and followed. But here's the thing. Wayne's got bars. Like people don't even know that he's I slept on him my son will love little Wayne and would like can we put on Wayne in the car I was like oh god I don't want to hear it but fuck I started listening uh and I was like my god this guy can rhyme you know I sleep with one eye closed and why not open I peel your cap back like I be profin and he's just he's 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 dope he's 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 next level like he's he's a goat I think his thing though is he's got some albums. He's got great songs and great albums, but I don't know. And and I'm sure Wayne fans out there will argue with me. I'm not sure what one is his classic though. Like what's the classic, like front to back nonstop. I can bump this album top to bottom. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Wayne to know, but he's got bars on top of bars on top of bars. He's a fucking alien dude. He's crazy, yeah, and, and and I don't. I've never given him enough credit, and if it, and, and uh, much love to my son Will. Will started bringing the CDs in the car, and mm-hmm. he would, he'd leave it in the car, and I found myself listening, like, oh well, I guess you know it's in the deck. I'll listen to it, and I start just nodding my head, just bumping that shit. I'm blood blowing, polo rack, you know, polo draw showing, and I don't give a lovely motherfucking ass bitch because I'm blood blowing. You know, yeah, he's 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 crazy, man, and and yeah, he he blacks out like and goes nuts. You know, it's funny, and 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 we can close out on this. Yeah. Um, boom, buddy. I hope you're happy. This is back to back music episode. Yes. Congrats, my friend. Um. Next week, we are going to talk about some entertainment and movies and stuff like that. So Absolutely. If that's your if that's your bag. Is that is that your bag, baby? It's my bag, baby. Ooh, naughty. Randy. Don't make me <laughs> cheeky monkey. Anywho. Uh, anywho. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, today is when you're listening to this. In, in theory, if you're yeah. listening to this, because uh, we've got, uh, what we got here? Today is October 2nd. Okay. Uh, happy heavenly birthday to my dad. Oh, today. absolutely. Yeah. Happy birthday, Randy. And while you're listening to this, I'm going to be on a golf course. Ops. Okay. Nice. So, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get it. Doing what you love. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Clorox, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe help if I have the volume up. That helps. Oh, hell yeah. Golfing, doing what you love, baby. Chasing the passion. I dig it. Oh, hell yeah. That's what's up. Get it. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> um, Yeah. So uh, I was going to tell you this. I'll end with this. I'm sure you've seen the video. If you haven't, then I'll be very surprised. But Little Wayne's doing like this interview. Uh-huh. And somebody busts off this fucking fire lyric. You sent this to me. Yeah. 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 And he's like, oh, shit, who said that? And they were like, you? Yeah. And he's like, I did? Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't even know, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that is good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you, dude. He's written so many songs, and he's one of those rappers that nothing goes on paper. Like mm-hmm. him and Jay-Z and Biggie and a few of them don't write anything down. They just go into the booth and start just whatever comes to them goes into the song. Uh, Jimmy Fallon said that, like, before he performed on The Tonight Show, 
that Wayne was backstage going over a book, reading reading this booklet, like this notepad. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I gotta, I, I can't remember the lyrics. I gotta rememorize the song. Like, I gotta go back over the lyrics and make sure I remember it because he's written so many songs and he said there's so many hundreds or more in his brain that he hasn't let out yet that he can't keep them all in there. So yeah, he was at Jimmy Fallon gonna perform some fucking song that was a hit. Right. If you're on Fallon performing, it's a hit. And he's like, Jimmy's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's cool, man. I'm just memorizing it real quick. <laughs> like just going over it. Like that's crazy, dude, that you've written. Dude, I've written like 30 songs and I can't remember all of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's no excuse. I should, that's ridiculous. But yeah, man, he's a beast. I, and I did see that video. You sent me that video. He was like, the cool part about it is he's impressed with the verse. Like he's like, ooh, who said that? Yeah, I like that shit. He's giving him props. Yeah, he's giving absolutely. himself props. He's like, ooh, who, who's that? And it was a nice, That's I don't you, remember dude. the lyric, but it was dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so, uh, dude, shout out Jelly Roll. I had a really good time at the concert. Oh, yeah. Right on. Um, I'm glad you were able to go. Absolutely, man. Uh, glad, certainly, you know, and, and you know what? One cool thing about it is I'll always have a Bakersfield story. Yes, you will. Right? Yes, you will. So I want to be like, hey, you ever been to Mechanic Bank Arena in uh, Bakersfield? Shh, Bakersfield, beautiful. <laughs> um, but no, it was really good. I had a great time. I was very impressed with Jelly Roll. Um, and, and he said, like, he's got a lot of things coming down the pike in all different genres. So... Yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Um, I'm very much looking forward to um, Trunk Music 6, which is coming out hopefully sometime soon. Which we know Jelly Roll's on that. Yeah. yeah he's got, we also, the Yellow Wolf has said it's a double album. So yes. Yeah, I'm excited. As we know about double albums, we can probably put together a real good album from it. Yeah. Hopefully it's, I think this is the longest gap we've gone without Yellow Wolf music. Like it's been a, it's been a minute now. Like it's been a while since he's. I don't, I don't know. I remember that we had a really long gap between, um, um, before, remember he dropped like all those four projects before, yeah, right yeah, before yeah, yeah. Mudmouth. Yeah. There was a long gap before that. Cause it was okay. during COVID when everybody was dropping everything yeah. and nobody, and he didn't drop anything. That's right. Yeah. We did go. So it while. was a while, but I we don't know a while. And then he gave us five albums. Like, yeah, right. yeah, like a boom, 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 boom. Like and we've, it, we've gone a while with, and we're going to get a double album. So I'm hoping that it's going to be a quality double album where it's like not a lot of skip around and not a lot of like, that's what I'm hoping since. Yeah. Cause he dropped ghetto cowboy in uh, November of 2019, right before COVID. Right. And then he didn't drop anything until February of 21, which okay. was the black sheep Caskey album, which at the, in the beginning when it first dropped, we were like, eh, I don't know, like yellow wolf Caskey stuff. Not so great. Then he dropped the turquoise tornado with the other dude, which was, pretty much boo-boo because yeah. but dude i'm surprised dude riffraff has a lot of fans oh yeah which yeah. is surprising yeah. to me and then as time is gonna at least for me there's some things on the yellow Wolf black sheep album that aren't bad that i do like that yeah, i enjoy yeah. there's a couple yeah, tracks no, on it's there. not bad it's not that uh caskey's not bad it's just you're unfortunately you're comparing him to yellow wolf who goes hard on that album yeah he, he got yellow wolf gives it 110 yeah. percent, and anybody's gonna pale in comparison right uh, and i i really like and i've gone back and listened to the mile zero the one he did with with um uh the producer dj mugs from mm -hmm. cypress hill and there's a lot to like on that album too it's not my favorite yellow wolf right. album by far but there's some beautiful and, tracks on that album and we're over two years since we've had a rap album from yellow 
Okay. Yeah. Because Mudmouth came out in April of 21. Yes, that's then, right. Then the following year, he did Sometimes Why, which was a rock album with right. Shooter Jennings. That's right. Not to be confused with Struggle. Struggle Jennings. Right. Not to be confused family. with Waylon Jennings. Right. Definitely not to be confused with Snuggle Jennings. No, that's right. And I believe Shooter is the grandson, if I'm not mistaken, of Waylon. Is it son or grandson? I don't remember. It's not son. No, it's grandson. And then struggle is great grandson if i if i'm remembering correctly but all in the family they're all in that jennings family and actually uh struggles last name isn't really jennings he just goes by that because it's good for him you know what i'm saying like it it helps him out his last name's harness you know what hold on hold on a minute yeah waylon albright shooter jennings is an american musician and record producer he is the son of country singers Waylon Jennings and Jesse Coulter, so you were right. Okay, he is the son. Yeah. Right. Yeah, interesting. And I've never, I've gone, I've tried to listen to his music. Uh, I want to like it, cause, cause, but I, 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 every once in a while I'll go back to his album, go to one of his albums and go, yeah, I just, I can't get into it. I've tried. Because I love that old country. I love Shooter Jennings is the uncle of William Harness, professionally known as Struggle Jennings. Struggle Jennings' grandmother, Jesse Coulter, is Shooter Jennings' mom. Okay. There you have it. There you have it. Hey, for all things Jennings, come on by the 209 to Infinity <laughs> podcast. I'll tell you what. Thanks again, Snuggle. We appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I don't see where Snuggle Jennings is actually uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. related. He's not in there anywhere. Yeah, so. That's Shooter's second cousin twice removed. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Jelly Roll concert was great. Um, Love the music. Check back and forth. Uh, let me ask you guys this. If, uh, if there was, uh, what was, what is one concert you would pay a metric butt ton of money to go see yeah i'd love to hear that realistic or not realistic yeah, you know, yeah it yeah. could be someone that's here and not you know what i mean yeah it might like, be impossible but yeah. you'd still pay yeah if it ever I, happened. i'd love to know man we would love to know so uh i dj but 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 billy a on the mix in the immortal words of my man george clinton anything good is nasty but it ain't good unless you play with it so go out there and have some fun my people and until the next time, we will see you in the 209. See ya. Jennings family. Snuggle.